another episode of VD Clinic Referral Slip. I'm with you as always, and I am Vanessa. And who else is here? Could it be Dr. Darren? (laughs) (laughs) Or Nurse nurse Darren. Are you a nurse? (laughs) I'll be Nurse Darren, and my slip is showing. Nurses rock. Yeah. (laughs) If, If I went into medicine, it would be nurse. I think even though my dad's a respiratory therapist, I think I'd rather be a nurse or orderly if that's another thing. I, I couldn't handle the stress and the math of being a doctor. <laughs> the stress and the math. Okay. I don't know. I, I, I'm i not saying that nursing school is easy because I've known quite a few nurses, but uh, I also I think nurses are nicer and they 
<laughs> we interact a lot more with patients. Yeah. And I'm more of a people person and less of, yeah, less of a final decision maker. Oh, by the way, that's Zora purring if you can't hear that. <laughs> Somebody's happy to happy to be, you know, be here and has joined us for a um what is what are we uh calling getting in the mood for our Halloween kind yeah. of Yeah. It's time for your fall checkup or no, that the full full fall checkup will be our a regular episode. So yeah, getting ready right. for fall. Yeah, exactly. This is like that um, reminder you get a couple days before your appointment. <laughs> yeah, so we're getting ready for fall. Um how how have you been, Darren? I've been pretty I've been doing pretty well. I've been pretty busy, but now other than regular day-to-day stuff, I don't have anything planned until one of the last weekends in October, which is pretty cool because I like to watch a lot of Halloween-y stuff in October. Yeah. I was going to ask, are you one of those people that does the 31 days of October? Sometimes. Um, I've done it a few times. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, especially since I don't, you know, neither of my shows are specifically horror based. So I wish I did that. The thing that I do that I feel like is an obligation to my shows is I read a lot and I watch way too much. I read too, way too many fucking articles about the news and politics. I would like to trade that for 31 reading a lot and 31 movies. But mm-hmm. I do it if I have the time. I never plan it out, but I do keep track. Right. Uh, I've never been one of those one movie a day guys because I know I kind of bank it up on the weekends. Mm-hmm. How about you? Are you one of those 31? Well, I have done it a few times. And as you know, my other podcast is specifically horror. But, um, no, I... I like to do that if I can. And I am one of those that w- is a stickler where no one, at least one movie a day. So <laughs> do you allow TV least. movies? Oh, totally. Okay. Totally. And even I would consider some TV episodes. Like if you did a, like a bunch of them, like together, you know, if you had, and I try to, I'll try to do themes. I didn't do it last year. Cause my job was a little, two bananas and i think that's going to be the same situation this year and also i have a lot of books to read in preparation and uh and multiple films and shorts and things to watch for devour and what we have planned there uh i it's going to but well okay i'm gonna go ahead and say because by the time this episode comes out the uh whatever devour will have come out um it's all going to be Blair Witch so I'm reading like everything that includes like a series of eight young adult novels on the Blair Witch (laughs) so uh plus there are more books than that so not just eight books and um yeah so I've got a lot going on this year that I won't be I don't think I'll be able to do specifically 31 like one every day 
Mm-hmm. But I try. I've tried to do it here and there with themes. And the previous years, what 2016 or whatever, I decided I was going to do all black and white movies. I feel like I remember you talking about that. And I had it helped that I had a lot of those Mill Creek <laughs> fifty, <laughs> you know, packs of movies. So I got a lot of stuff in there, but. And we'll talk about this more in a few minutes, but I have a lot of those actually already on my shelf, more than I expected. But I did, I did actually make some purchases to my collections, and then still, you know, rented things here and there. But uh, that was actually made it more interesting than, and I tried to complicate it further to say not just all black and white movies, but there has to be something from at least every decade of filmmaking. Nice. So I was even coming up to like the 2000s and everything. And you don't get a lot of black and white movies out these days. So yeah, that, I mean, I, I, I that is a challenge, but, uh, and needless to say, I, well, <laughs> I'm one of those people that, okay, for example, today, I was in Bed Bath and Beyond and getting some kitchen items and as I'm walking by I'm like, "Ooh, Halloween, you know, whatever stuff." And I see these different things and I just pick them up and it it's not like they're housewares. You know, it's like a a a tray, um like a glass tray that looks like a Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. Cuz I yeah. actually actually have a need for something like that in a normal basis but anyway so I get to the checkout and the woman sees that and a couple other things and she's like oh wow getting ready for Halloween I said no this is my normal decor (laughs) (laughs) it's true I stock up on stuff though this time of year or particularly that week right after when everything's on sale and that's yeah that's pretty much the decor of my house that's a lot of my dress like the earrings and things that I wear um, <laughs> that's yeah so I, I, I that's a lot of just me all the time and what about when you were a kid totally Halloween was our holiday yeah Christmas not so much it, honestly even as a little kid I was like Santa okay that's fine but Halloween, fuck yeah. I mean, you know, for a kid, you know, I'm not saying yeah, fuck yeah. But kid translation. That's the babblefish uh, oh. translation for now. Exactly. No, Halloween was our big holiday and my mother sews. And like I've gotten all the different sewing and like some knitting and all those different kinds of uh, craft, uh, arts and craft skills from her. And she would sew like con- and construct my costumes from scratch. My dad would even like I build me like so I was like Tinkerbell. My dad built the 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 pixie wings. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and I'd I'd win costume contests because my parents like, and we would make stuff all. T- I mean, and I would try to do what I could with it. But yeah, Halloween's massive holiday for for me, and uh. Yeah, we yeah. would also make a lot of our own costumes. Uh, one time when I was Jason, my mom or my dad, I can't remember which one, just 
dulled a butcher knife. Yeah. And that was part of my thing. It was, you know. Yeah. Different different world yeah. back then. Um, <laughs> my dad was usually like a, a Dracula. He had the blood caps and the fangs and he played the scary Halloween record. And we had one of the... I had this guy. Was it the Walt Disney one? The Sounds of the Haunted House on vinyl? No, it, this was yeah, like <laughs> man buried alive trying to scratch his way out of the grave. And yeah. like, um, and, huh? Yeah, that was, that was stuff, crazy stuff like that on there. Oh, maybe, maybe it was. It was definitely on vinyl. Walt Disney put it out. It was orange. Like it was orange was the main color, and then it had like a an animated looking, <laughs> like haunted. What you look as a typical haunted house scene with the rain and whatever coming down and a cat and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it came out in the seventies. I'm sure. Or it the did. late sixties. <laughs> yeah, my yeah, my dad collected had records forever. Uh, yeah, we had a weird house on the block. Like our house was green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we had gardens in all of our yards and these two giant pine trees and a hedge. And you walked yeah. up the stone path to our house where my dad's stained glass windows were. And he would wait mm-hmm. until the kids knocked a couple times. And then he would, you know, open up the door really fast and <laughs> growl and make people scream. And he'd laugh and give them right. a bunch of, you know, full-size candy bars and um, – that's probably yeah. where I got my Halloween love. We had, you know, stuffed clothes and scarecrows in the yard mm-hmm. and all that shit. Well, um, yeah, I know. It's we would we would decorate like I mean we didn't do we didn't necessarily do a full like graveyard in our in our house, but I know we did maybe something abbreviated like that in the backyard for like a Halloween party or something. Mm-hmm. I've always, I've had, I've always tried to have like Halloween or something off, um, you know, Halloween parties or something like that. But, and now it's my holiday that I take off for religious reasons is what I say. <laughs> I mean, you know, I am kind of witchy, but still aside from that, it's like, nope, sorry. I don't care about taking, <laughs> you guys go take whatever else, you know, Christmas, uh, and, right. uh, Easter, whatever, off, and I'm like, nope, I'll, I'm fine. I got Halloween. I'm good. <laughs> this is it for me. Right. This is my big holiday. And it's just hysterical, but that's how I was raised. It's a great way. It's a great way to come up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was still all about Christmas, but I, I you know, mm-hmm. nowadays, all my Christmas decorations are Nightmare Before Christmas decorations. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So. Well, somebody told Danzig about Santa, so I don't know mm-hmm. what to do now because we were never going to we were going to be cool and not push that stuff on our kids. It would blah, 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 right. You know. But he's like, I want this cool thing from Santa, but you oh, and gosh. mommy. But it was like, I want a telescope from Santa and you and mommy mm-hmm. can buy me something else. Like, well, But we're not here to talk telescope. about Christmas. Fuck exactly. Christmas. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Fuck Christmas. I don't want to get it yeah. in the stores yet. Thank you. I motion for my comments to be stricken from the record because I do not like people who talk about Christmas before Halloween. Transition because, okay, before we take a little bit of a break and get into the meat of this uh, a little episode, 
I want to switch to some I can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> <laughs> that the Handmaid's Tale looks like it's living out right in front of our eyes on our uh, daily slash nightly news. Um, perhaps, maybe? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, tell me more. Um, no, I... I no, I felt you were going in that direction. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were opening up the segue. <laughs> yes. The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, my goodness. It's, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. It, it has been a rough week. Well, I mean, it's been a rough lifetime, but I don't even know. I don't even know yes. where to start. Yes, by the way, we are recording this the uh, a few days after the Kavanaugh hearing, uh, and yeah, and it's going to be a week before the vote, I think, to be continued at this point. Yeah. But um, I'm going on record now saying he's going to be confirmed. I'm sorry, unfortunately fucking sucks but it's true i don't know why but i still think they're gonna withdraw him but then ram somebody else down our throat before the midterms it'll be a woman if they do yeah and she'll be a horrible person still oh, she, she just might not be terrible. a rapist she would be terrible right they just won't be able to say that i don't think but i don't think they're gonna put forth that effort i'm sorry they don't just don't care enough they haven't had to Right, they just don't care enough. 48% of evangelicals are cool with confirming Kavanaugh, even if he did sexually assault someone. Speaking of Handmaid Tale, they're all about that uh, rape yeah. for the better good. Right, right. Yeah, and that, and that whole meme going around where it's the hearing, the Senate hearing, the actual picture here in the U.S., and then with the council kind of hearing of the commanders of the faith in the, was it in the, not the last, in the second season of Handmaid's Tale, the series. Yeah. When. Yeah. They look I, eerily similar. <laughs> I saw that posted or at least shared by one of the actresses from the Handmaid's Tale that I follow. On, oh yeah. On Instagram, not in real life in a creepy way. Yeah. Um, I think we actually follow each other, either her and the VD Clinic Instagram or the Psychosemantic mm -hmm. one. Oh, okay. Because uh, I was tweeting about, or gramming, is that what mm -hmm. you call it? I'm sure <laughs> you were. Yeah. I was gramming <laughs> about The Handmaid's Tale on both accounts, so I right. can't remember nice. which one. But yeah, nice. she she played one of the, the wives. Okay. Or, or still plays. They're in between seasons, so you never know who's still going to be alive when you start back up. Yes. But yeah, it is... Uh, I... I did it on the last episode. I feel like I should have been doing it ever since and forever more, but I am just... A sh <laughs> I don't... Shock I'm not even shocked. I Yeah. Yeah. I'm fuck? not shocked. It's it's sad. It's scary and it's infuriating all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I just I I I 
there are I their point where I don't have any more words than that. And I didn't want to get on a big soapbox about it right now because I know also you and I are going to be talking about this on uh, your show. Yes, where we can rant and rave a bit more freely. We will unleash the beast, (laughs) (laughs) as it were. But I feel like after we had our Handmaid's Tale, uh, our discussion, this just there's so many things that have come up with this that are like, whoa, way, way too similar. Way too similar. Yeah, it, it, it had to be said. You know us, dear listener. Yeah. It, we, you knew we would say listener. something. Uh, hopefully we have more than one listener. <laughs> Maybe <Well>, two. <laughs> I'm addressing each of you individually at the same time. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, we had, yeah, I, I, I just had to say it too. It's. No, it's I, I think it needs shit. to be said. People are still ignoring this shit. There's been well, some, you know. There's been some more movement in the proper direction. Steve Bannon has warned us all that women are going to take over the government. And I, for one, welcome my woman overlords. (laughs) Our matriarchal society. Okay, sure. I don't know. I mean, overlords, I wouldn't like anybody to be an overlord, but my, uh, my peers... (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah if and i you... wouldn't want to be overlord over anyone edit in peers over the simpsons quote that i was doing right well sure i just have to clarify you know yes. i just want everybody on equal ground like legitimately on equal ground yeah we do not want any kind of fascist <laughs> yeah yeah or any you know kind me. of theocracy I'm utopian socialist i'm like i gotta yeah i <laughs> yeah. got that little bit of that peace love we're gonna like let's try to all work together as a society let's all be fair <laughs> yeah i mean women are what 54 58 60 percent of our american society and they are what less than half that representative and government i didn't think it was that high but i'll I thought, take it <laughs> i thought it was at least more than half no i think it but i think it's more like uh Fifty one or fifty two. I could be. Okay. It could be. Could gone up though. And what do you think? Just ballpark estimation in our government. Twenty percent. Fifteen. In major government, like right, it's, Congress, it's, judges, senators. It's probably closer to twenty percent. I mean. Seventeen <laughs> percent. I don't have a lot of faith in that. Yeah, I don't no, know. I it's probably it might be lower, and then once you add in okay, women of color, or any you know anything like that, any other minority like group within women. Yeah, it's, it's such a small number compared to you know man. Anyway, I again we're getting off the soapbox, but had to be said that uh, we're seeing a little too much Handmaid's Tale in our real government right now. Um, And I guess that's why we brought it to the table. It is. In part, but wow. (laughs) The timing of it. (laughs) But one thing I do to distract myself from the horribleness of our world is Halloween shit. Yeah. So before we dive into it, let's take a little break. Okay, and 
then we will talk about some of yeah some more halloween Ooh, 31 days till halloween Faye Ray <coughs> Janet Lee Adrian King Heather Langenkamp Amy Steele That weatherman who saw the cockroach Oh my god Oh my god Jamie Lee Curtis And you Come on, you know you wanna. Let her rip. There. Now don't you feel better. You are now officially a Scream Queen. Come play with the rest of us at www.screamqueens.com. That's Queens with a Z. Or you could subscribe to us on iTunes. Either way. It's going to be fucking fabulous. The Scream Queen's Horror Podcast. It's where horror gets bent. Okay, we're back. I We're going to give some... going to talk about getting in the Halloween spirit. And I know for me... Like, like I said, I love horror movies. I could watch them any time of the year. I do watch them any time <laughs> of the year. I don't need an excuse. And you can tell even from, like, this show, what's been on here, that we like horror movies around here. I mean, because David, obviously, he liked horror movies, too. That, But I like them, and you like them. So it all works out. But, um... There are certain ones that I would say that get me more in the Halloween spirit. And funny enough for me, they're not ones that really necessarily feature Halloween. <laughs> I'm like, I might, I might watch them if I'm doing like a 31 days of October, mm-hmm. you know? So like, even though I, I mean, I love Halloween, like John Carpenter's Halloween, I am more likely to watch that other times of the year. I mean, that's just kind of odd, but I definitely have ones that are for me are, you know, and I, and I have certain genres that I gravitate towards anyway, but, um, like I love, like I, I, you and I, I don't think we've ever actually really had this discussion, but what, I mean, like what, like subgenres of like horror do you gravitate towards? Aside from political horror? Yes. Well, uh, I mean, I would, yeah, I would expect that of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A- any horror movie that has an obvious or an intended political slant, mm-hmm. I am down with. Yeah, um, same here. I, let's see, what do I really gravitate towards? Uh, I, I mean, it's kind of a, a mix, a mixer for me. There are movies that I don't watch a lot. Uh, right. I've, 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 I've seen some great Gialli movies, mm-hmm. but I definitely have only probably seen, you know, 20 or something like that. Right. And I, I don't know if I don't like found footage movies all that much. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some, the ones I like, I really fucking like, you know, like, uh, yeah. But, but anyway. Those are so easy to fuck up, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They really are. They're just so easy to fuck up. <laughs> but, you know, like I, it's probably pretty, you know, standard horror movie fanfare. You know, like, I like the the classics and the classic classics. The I like a lot of the 80s horror. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, you know... It's hard. I've I've never had a genre that I've ever been able to say, yeah, that's my fucking genre, you know? Right, right. Um, And you? uh, Yeah, and for me, it's much more more been like, okay, I, I love, like, supernatural, like, ghost stories and then, like, occult like religious horror, <laughs> like those two the kind of elements. And as kind of we'll discuss over this episode with some of like what I'm going to recommend, there are things that it, some of it was influenced by what my father gave to me as a child, as far as uh, books and movies and things like that. <laughs> what, that what I was introduced to because there to me is nothing like a fantastic ghost story and and it's not just and it's not to say i don't like other genres of horror because i do but what i'm going to gravitate towards and especially like and i that's and i tend to gravitate more towards these in the halloween season definitely i i kind of zone in on them a little bit more I, uh, as we will talk about on our big October episode, um, I love The Haunting, the 1963 The Haunting by Robert Wise. That to me has that and Psycho, the 1960 Psycho, are I well The Haunting I watch every single Halloween, every single Halloween. And I'm not going to talk about it now because we're going to talk about it on the episode, upcoming episode. But that, with Psycho, I try to put Psycho in there as well. And if I don't watch Psycho on Halloween, maybe the night before, uh, that is one of my favorite films of any genre ever. But it is the film of all genres that I've seen the most. Okay. That, my parents... In, and I did an episode of Cinema Psyops where this was my a cinematic trauma for me. <laughs> that my parents, I don't know which one, it might have been both, because both my parents really liked Alfred Hitchcock. So, and there was a point after like my parents' divorce where my mom and I would go to Blockbuster Video every Friday night, get a pizza, and we would just rent Hitchcock movies. That was our, that was our night. And I, I saw a lot of Hitchcock movies <laughs> at a very young age. So, but anyway, yeah, Psycho, it's just, I love it so much. And it's, yes, it's more slasher. kind of goes against what I just <laughs> said about loving these other genres. But there's something about the atmosphere that is built with partly that Bernard Herrmann score that's in it is just so iconic 
and some of the camera angles, like, you know, the, the house alone, there are just so many different things that, and yeah, maybe it is that I, uh, black and white to some extent, I'm a sucker for black and white movies, I will say. And The Haunting, that for me, part of why I love The Haunting so much, and apparently so does James Wan, but I will bitch about that on our upcoming episode. <laughs> Is he doing the TV show? No. Oh, oh, he did the movie that I've never seen. No, that's Mike Flanagan. But what I'm saying, no, he didn't. I'm saying James Wan loves the camera angles in The Haunting the way I do. Except I don't make films, okay? And it, but I, I don't think I would. It's to the point of like The Conjuring, which I actually is one of his films I really enjoy. But that's partly because I love Lily Taylor. Um, you, There are points in there where you're like, you are stealing so many of the camera angles from Haunting. Mm. And, I mean, it goes beyond homage. I, I'm all about some homage, but still, there's a point of, okay, tone it down a little bit. But um, at least it comes from a good place. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, at least you're choosing something good, but... So, so yeah, like that, uh, both of those films, like there's just something about seeing those big old creepy houses that takes me back to being a kid and the haunting I first saw when I was a teenager. So I wasn't as young as when I saw Psycho. I mean, and Psycho was a, like I said, cinematic trauma for me because I saw it so young But by the time I was maybe 10, 11, I was obsessed with Psycho. I had the movie poster uh, right above my bed. (laughs) Janet Lee and the retro bra and slip. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, (laughs) I digress. But it's, you know, it's. There's just something about those films that's kind of like takes me back to the excitement of being a kid mm-hmm. and Halloween's coming, even though I would watch those movies other times. It wasn't just Halloween because that's just how my house was, but my household was. But yeah, something about those for me. What about you? Do you have something like this? I mean, I mean, I, I know you had a couple of suggestions or whatever, but is there something that's like a nostalgia element for you or? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, especially on my, <laughs> there's like the first, the first movie that I had on my list mm-hmm. is something that I saw. Uh, I can't really remember. I know, <clears throat> excuse me. I can't really remember a Halloween that I haven't at least tried to watch it. You know, right. it, it was uh, it was one of the movies that my older sister used to pick all the time mm-hmm. for Halloween. And uh, is that what you mean? Are, are we going into the list now or are we doing a general? Well, a little of both. Okay. I, I've already kind of started because, like I said, I was going to recommend The Haunting. I mean, well, we were going to talk about it. I didn't want to talk about it at length right now since it's going to be a full episode. But, yeah, Psycho is definitely one that is a a recommendation for me. I can't 
there there's so many things I could say about that film. <laughs> but um that's yeah, I just they all hold a very nostalgic element for me and that's part of my Halloween ritual. Exactly. And I carried some through with me. Um they are definitely less scary than say you know psycho and the haunting uh and they are newer movies but the the one that i was getting to first was one of the worst witch the movie from the 80s um oh yeah i remember that you know it's got it i don't know it was like harry potter before harry potter sort Mm -hmm. of I think it's based off a series of books that I haven't read, but it's 1980s. It's for one of Feruza Bulk's earlier movies. Yeah. Uh, the the lady, Mrs. Garrett, I think her name was. Charlotte was, Ray. Charlotte Ray mm-hmm. plays. I think so. The headmistress of the school and her evil, her own evil twin sister. She plays a headmistress so well. Why? Why not? <laughs> yeah, right. And fucking Tim Curry is the Grand Warlock or whatever the fuck, oh, and he's yes. got the best Halloween song yeah. dance trippy music video thing. Mm-hmm. I usually post that like around every Halloween. Um, I don't know what it is. Really cheesy, and it's a TV movie, but I try to watch it every year. Well, it was, yeah, an 80s TV movie. Cheesy is to be expected. But, no, I, I've i seen that, but uh, it's, it's been a long time. And I was probably a little too old for, like, the demographic that okay. it was geared towards, like, when it came out. But I remember having, like, babysitting kids who were watching it. Yeah, it's so it's a purely nostalgic it. ride for me. Yeah, and I would actually kind of like now as an adult to go back and see it because I did when last year for Halloween or for October, David and I covered Something Wicked This Way Comes and Jamie Sammons was our guest and she's about my age and we both remembered seeing that movie as a kid in the 80s and then to watch it now you know in your 40s (laughs) it's a a little different but it's interesting also to see wow that actually certain things actually do hold up (laughs) but um i most tv movies from the 80s i know don't but still i would like to see it now just because i don't really remember it yeah the the worst witch yeah, and it's not so long that if you, you know, that's part of, it's one of its uh, qualities is that it's not too long. It's, you know, yeah, an hour maybe or an hour and 10 minutes. Right. And it's, yeah, it's, you can put it on in the background and when you hear Tim mm-hmm. Curry start to sing, you can just look up and have a really good four or five minutes. Anyway. Right. Well, it's, I mean, that's a good, that's a good cast. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that, and (laughs) the only other like nostalgic Halloween movie that I've, that's been, you know, from around childhood Mm -hmm. is probably, uh, 
I just end up kind of watching it around is and I still do this and I, I don't only do it on Halloween but I'll definitely do it a lot around Halloween is I'll just binge watch Tales from the Crypt okay because I used to I used to sleep a whole lot less than I sleep now and I don't sleep a lot now uh, so I would be awake Same here. <laughs> when Tales from the Crypt would be on and I would just watch that when I was a kid and then you know usually you knew somebody that had some of them on tape and then with YouTube and other DVD options and stuff. Yeah. It's still not too hard. And you can, I can watch it. There's so many cool directors and mm-hmm. famous people cameos and stuff. Yeah. I missed a lot of those at the time because I didn't have cable um, <laughs> for a certain point of my life. But um Yeah. No, I can, I totally, I, I totally get that. I totally yeah. get that. And even having seen some of those not that long ago, they hold up much better than something like, say, a Tales from the Dark Side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one of my new um, Halloween traditions is, is an anthology. I, I love myself an anthology. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know, like, I also usually around the Halloween season, uh, I always watch the Trick or Treat movie, the Michael right. Doherty Tricker, the 2007-2008 one. Right. Nothing against the one from the 80s, but just to clarify. And Tales from the Hood. Yeah. That's a good one. Have you seen the I'm new excited. one? I'm excited. No, I haven't. I'm excited. For uh, yeah, I haven't either. I heard I was it's gonna good. say that. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. What about you? Have you established anything new over the last last few years, or you know? Um, like I said, I just the fact that I try to fit in these, like some of these themes when I've been doing the 31 days of of horror, mm-hmm. and. You know, I I do enjoy, like I said, a good kind of occult or religious horror kind of movie, too. Mm. And something just so I could always throw on something like Rosemary's Baby, which I know Polanski is problematic. I I have issues. Yes, um, we have discussed that before. But I have a hard time because I love that movie so much. Uh, yeah, I love that movie so much. And it's a great, weird, kind of crazy coven and, you know, that wor- whatever. They worship the devil or something. And partly that book uh, by Ear Eleven is really good. That helps the matter, mm. which he wrote The Stepford Wives, which we covered last year on VD Clinic. Um, but so like something like that, that has that kind of whatever witchy or devil (laughs) in the cult com, you know, just in just the vibe about it. But now I would start putting in the mix, I think like the witch Mm. from a couple years ago or even from this year, hereditary. As soon as that comes out, I think that's out soon. I still haven't Uh, seen that. Oh my God. I missed it in the theater. 
I saw it twice in the theater. So good. So good. I feel like I need to start watching it sooner than midnight. And I've almost yeah. rented it or it's it's a buy movie, right? It's a buy yes. the movie. Oh, okay. Absolutely. I think you would yes. Tony Collette well, we'd covered this on Devour, but Tony Collette's performance in that movie, she won't be nominated for an Oscar, but she should. Oh, okay. I that I remember it's, reading that, that movie, when it came out. I really I really think that there there are going to be some award nominations, but I, I you know I don't know. It probably won't make it like Get Out did because, you know, Oscars and Golden Globe, most of them don't love those kind of awards. They don't necessarily love the horror genre as much. But, um, oh, wow. It's, yeah, and it's got the kid that played uh, Durf in, um, what's, in My Friend Dahmer. Oh. It has him as the son in Hereditary, yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. I'm even more likely to to buy it then. Yeah, I, he's yeah, he did like it was a wow intense job, and apparently he was very method on set and everything. <laughs> oh man, and I know yeah. you said it's kind of cliche, but I usually do still watch Halloween on Halloween. Um, I don't say it's cliche. I think that it's funny that for me, I just as being as into like certain horror and I that is probably my favorite franchise when you're talking big franchises and horror Hor- Halloween's probably my favorite it's it's got some really good ones I love I mean, John Carpenter got, too I know sure. he doesn't do all of the movies but yeah and I'm sure it's yeah sure it's got some shitty ones they all do okay <laughs> they, they but, all do but I I just like the whole I, the whole, I don't know, Michael Myers I like better than, yeah, I like it better than Jason. Sorry, folks. Controversial statement, I know. Hot takes. <laughs> There's some of the Fridays that are good, but yeah, I just, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I, I know, I like to, I like something that's going to give me a good, for Halloween especially, I like something that's going to give me a good just eerie creepy vibe not so much not so not such a it's funny except for psycho i'm I'm not like into watching slashers that time of year i might watch halloween and then there have been there have been a few years where some cable channel will have like a bunch of the halloween movies on i'm like sure why not it's not (laughs) it's not an effort for me to like change you know whatever pull out whatever blu-ray dvd whatever from my collection i can just okay keep it on one cable channel i don't have cable anymore though but so that changes the scenario but yeah yeah you know i save black christmas for christmas time um oh that's my christmas eve movie yeah that's my christmas eve movie i do that and i drink (laughs) <laughs> I try to keep up with Marco Kidder, Kidder's character in there. <laughs> oh, dear God. Honestly, she doesn't drink as much as you think she does. Does she drink more or less than the house lady? I think I think she might drink more the house lady. Okay. It's, Margot Kidder doesn't drink as... It's really funny. She, she sits there 
for a lot of the time holding a drink in places ah. where it and she'll take a sip here and there but it's like much more and when she takes a, a drink it's a massive swig but <laughs> <laughs> at least this is what i remember of it um yeah it's just that that's yeah she doesn't drink as much as you think she's drinking but she's got a glass in her hand a lot <laughs> <laughs> it's a good prop to have oh yeah that was it was probably just her conscious choice as an actress, like, okay, <laughs> I just don't want to deal with <laughs> having to take another sip. <laughs> <laughs> but Halloween. Anyway, Halloween. Wow. It, it, Jesus. The Christmas shit just keeps infiltrating and infiltrating. Don't worry, folks. Halloween. I mean, Christmas is going to be different yeah. this year. Like last year was Hebrew Hammer, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this year, I think we are going to be going um, completely different. Yeah. Completely different. If I remember correctly, there might be snow involved, but there might there might be. And and what do they what is that South Park episode where they hire Philip Glass to do the children's like formerly Christmas show? They, the non the, the all inclusive holiday special that the, that the uh, kid little kids like elementary school they hire Philip Glass to do the music, and instead of like Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah or whatever, it's like this weird avant garde hoppy hoppy hoppy. Sorry, <laughs> I just yeah. So yeah, we're gonna be more along those lines, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I think everybody knows that Halloween is the holiday at the VD clinic. Christmas is a time right. of year, or I don't know. Christmas happens. But Just Christmas happens. Yeah, Christmas happens. Hanukkah happens. Yule happens. Kwanzaa happens. They all happen around that time, and that's just not, yeah. It's yeah. all Halloween for me. Yeah. Halloween um, is would you a non-theocratic religion. Or actually, it is. Well, anyway, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> edit, edit, edit. Anywho. Um... Are there any other movies that you would recommend to get someone in the Halloween spirit? Um, I know it takes place on an eclipse and not on Halloween, but the first mm -hmm. movie that I covered on this show as a happy, ah. happy and willing and lucky guest, The House of the Devil. That movie still creeps yeah. me out a bit. You know, it is. It, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's a good call. That's a good call. I would I would definitely Yeah, maybe I'll do that this year. Throw that in with the haunting. Ooh. Or, or the Yeah, or the innkeepers. Yes. Another Ty West like slow burn. That could be that <laughs> sounds like a great night. Cuz I mean, like I I like I said I like my my ghost story kind of or you know, like haunted house feel and yeah, yeah a bit of the devil and a, but the house of the devil is good too i right yeah i'm definitely i'm definitely down for some that see that ticks the box for me for my religious horror and the occult yeah yeah there you go easily okay. a watchable movie in in the in the season our yeah our holy time definitely okay well Let's take a quick break and we will be back with some uh, reading recommendations.
be back. Hey, you podcast listener. Yeah. Hey, listen up. Hey, shut up. <laughs> I know you're looking for new things to binge and purge. <laughs> <laughs> Gayish is about gay stereotypes. We've talked about depression, drag queens, uh, butt stuff, fisting, animals. Uh, fisting and animals are two different episodes, <laughs> just to clarify. You can find us on iTunes or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Tell your mom. She's probably gay. <laughs> <laughs> and we are back with our spooky Halloween season reading recommendation. Or recommendations. You never know. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is true. Spooky reads. <laughs> Spooky reading. Books. Books. Poetry. <laughs> Short stories. <laughs> Sorry. No, it you know it is time for some Edgar Allan Poe or some I I I don't read. Lovecraft. Funny, but... I was going to say, funny, you should say that because I was going to bring up Edgar Allan Poe. That is what my father read to me for the most part, instead of any quote unquote normal fairy, ta- fairy tale you would read a child uh, when I was very, very young. And that's why I was also joking poetry <laughs> because I got read Edgar Allan Poe poetry as well as short stories and. Those kind of things, and yeah, that that was <laughs> that was what I grew up on, and maybe that's I think not maybe that's definitely a contributing factor in why I grew up to be the kind of sort of goth girl <laughs> that I am. Today. Oh yeah, totally. I I remember for sure my dad reading me Edgar Allan Poe during bath time sometimes. <laughs> bath time i got it at bedtime okay Uh, (laughs) bath time's more reasonable (laughs) (laughs) you're not like okay good night now remember that cask of amontillado or the telltale heart (laughs) yeah telltale heart was a a usual one at the house he's not in the wall (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yes, I had a pretty wild imagination. And <laughs> then when I got a little bit older and started reading, like, a, you know, more complicated things for myself, I would scare the shit out of myself reading Edgar Allan Poe uh, late night. And I, I that's my mom have to come in. Vanessa, stop reading. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I'd be like under the covers with a, a flashlight. Yeah, that was me. Uh, if anyone ever had that doubt, but a lot of what I was reading was this kind of stuff and it would, yeah, I purposely, I knew that I I knew that I was scaring myself, but I loved every single minute of it, every (laughs) single minute of it. Yeah. That's so, yeah, I would definitely, Edgar Allan Poe is a good one to pull out. I say I, and, and it's funny, I've even had Halloween parties as an adult where like we've had random weird music on or something and had like kind of spoken word avant-garde whatever versions of Edgar Allan Poe readings <laughs> like <laughs> included <laughs> so different things like that but uh, 
that's one thing I was going to suggest. But what about you? I mean, you know, I I I don't really noticeably change my reading habits around the fall. I definitely mm-hmm. am more likely to you know revisit some Edgar Allan Poe or yeah, uh, you know, I like there's some some like uh. Shirley Jackson or Flannery O'Connor's got some freaky little short stories I like to read. Yeah, uh, Shirley Jackson, definitely. Yeah, Shirley Jackson. Uh, one that I don't know if I... I think I actually read it more often in the summer because I think it takes place when a family's taking a drive, but that Flannery O'Connor short story, A Good Man is Hard to Find. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with that. You probably are. I Yeah, it's been a long time, though, since I read it. It's kind of in the same vein as... Uh, Joyce Carl Oates's Smooth Talk or or where okay. are you going where are you going where have you been I think that's what the short story is actually called the movie's called Smooth Talk Okay Yeah sorry I know you mentioned it before but I I didn't I, I'm not familiar I haven't read that one Oh okay that one is basically a girl is home she bails on her family taking a trip and she's mm-hmm. at home and a guy shows up and he's like, hey, uh, I'm going to get you to come out of the house. Right. And it <laughs> it's mm. definitely got some really good feminist messages, I think. At least that's what, mm-hmm. you know, that's it was in one of my women's studies classes in college was the first time I read it and saw the movie. And it's scary and it's tense. And a good man is hard to find is similar in that. A family has some car troubles and uh, some people show. It's kind of one of those, this is how it's going to end. I'm telling you this right now. And then how does it go? Yeah. But yeah, usually in the fall, I'm just whatever I've been reading. (laughs) My new tradition is I read whatever we're reading for the VD clinic. (laughs) Well, this year, yes, very much so, considering, as I mentioned, I have so much reading to do for, um, (laughs) well, not just, I mean, something for VD Clinic, but also I have so many books for Devour. You know, Bo said, made a suggestion, and I said, you know I'll read, and then all of a sudden I'm like, I thought you were talking like one, maybe two books. (laughs) Some slash fiction. Yeah, it's just a lot. I think I'm going to have to skip on the comics. I just yeah that'll end up being too much so but um but one that i would actually actually it's not one it's a series kind of um and short stories i think work so well for this kind of time of year it's like reading a ghost story or listening to a a ghost story around a campfire that's what i i associate too with autumn in general so it works you know, just in, in the entirety outside of just Halloween, but something good that this series of books I loved growing up and I'm in the midst of uh, getting replacement versions now <laughs> because they got damaged in a move is the scary stories to tell in the dark. Ooh, I love those. Yeah, but by uh, Alvin Schwartz with the and I love the original illustrations by Stephen Gamel. I think that's how you pronounce his name. They were like done between 1981 and 91, 
And, oh my goodness, part of it was the illustrations were so creepy. They yeah. Great, mostly like black ink draw like paintings with touches of like a little like red or blue watercolor here and there yeah and so good it, shit oh my goodness oh my goodness they were just delightfully creepy and a lot of it was based on like urban legend kind of type things and yeah they're great for adults i i think <laughs> even as well as kids I mean, I wouldn't read them to like a young, young kid, but yeah, because there, some of them were, especially, I guess, some of those illustrations probably might be too much for some kids. Yeah, you you have to gauge your child's response, but (laughs) some of that shit will freak you out. Did I ever? I I do not mean to be cutting into your. I've got, I've got a question for you for when you're done. I'm no, I'm, I'm finished. Oh, okay. Um, did I ever tell you about? When I was on this family vacation, uh, it was one of the ones that my grandma set up. So all the people who didn't have kids were in one beach house and everybody who did have kids were in another beach house. No. And I think it was in Virginia because my grandmother's family is from Virginia. Mm-hmm. And I just read, uh, it was the first or the second scary stories to tell in the dark book. Right. And then the storm came through. Yeah. And then our power went out and then, <laughs> and I was supposed to, I, when we got there, I had claimed this like bench by the downstairs back door. I just said, that's where I'm going to sleep. And I was already thinking, oh, there's no fucking way I'm sleeping down there in the basement <laughs> by the back door. And then a van pulled into the driveway. We're just sitting there looking out, watching the storm and a van pulled Ooh. into the driveway yeah. And the lightning flashed and you couldn't see anybody in the van. Oh, fuck. And then the headlights are still on. Yeah. And we're just watching it, watching it, watching it. We, you know, we weren't expecting anybody. Nobody had ordered any food. Just, you know, we're just watching it. It's me and some of my cousins and a couple of my aunts and the ones that like horror movies. So they'd be like, oh, that's really weird that you can't see any, you know, just fucking fucking with us. And... Then the lightning flashed and the door to the van was open. (laughs) And I just, I mean, this is still seared in my memory and my sisters and I will still tell the story if we're all together and there's a thunderstorm or something like that. Yeah. And just that. It's the guy with a hook coming to get you or some crazy shit. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I was no fucking way. And somebody... Uh, I for, I think my uncle Matt was like, "Hey, you should go outside and see if they need help." Yeah. I was like, I, I I feel like the last time that family did uh, trips like that, yeah. I was no older than ten. Right. So yeah, those stories though, the, I was already freaked out, and then all those other <laughs> thunderstorm, power outage, creepy van. Mm-hmm. And it was probably just somebody that didn't want to be driving in the downpour because it was some vicious. Oh, yeah. But, you know, none of the responsible people would <laughs> 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 would assuage my fears. But anyway, 
that is one of my earlier memories about reading those stories. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, there was like, there's always room for one more was one of the stories I really remember of that. And, uh, just some really freaky shit. I'm gonna have to go read it now. No. And I, I just, the fact that they, I lost them in various moves over the years and it, but like I said, they're just great. Even as an adult, you know, I do like creepy pasta and that kind of stuff sometimes. Yeah. But those are just a totally different element. And it was the illustrations too. Especially for me as someone who's a visual artist, I I always loved the I, I just the actual skill that went into those. Yeah, I think in my brain, I think that person reminds me of Ralph Steadman. But I knew who they were way before I knew who Ralph Steadman was. I mean, I, not their name, but I obviously was reading scary stories to tell in the dark before I was reading the Kentucky Derby is decadent and depraved. <laughs> right, it's just the way right. life goes. But it's like so sp- splashy, slatter, or sort of splatter. Like you can sort of see the wetness of the ink. It's obvi- yeah. you know, obvious ink. And there's a lot of jagged, I feel mm-hmm. like, you know. Yes. Yeah. So my my best friend's mom was the head librarian at our neighborhood library. So we always we always got the primo books. Yeah. Yeah. No, those just always. That's it's kind of like okay. That's okay. That's my <laughs> I'm I, I'm set with those. And um, I mean, there are plenty of other things that I, again I'd always go back to short stories and that kind of thing. With, with some of those kind of things where I try to scare myself. And even as I got older and my horror kind of palette became more sophisticated, you know, gravitating towards like Clive Barker short stories and Stephen King, I enjoy like his short stories as a general. I, I, I'm not necessarily someone who has to have a full novel. Yeah. You know. And yeah, that's some good reading because <laughs> <laughs> it's also quick and easy and, you know, it's not maybe not necessarily, okay, the most sophisticated thing ever, but it gets it. Like I said, it's like sitting around a campfire and listening to a good ghost story. Yeah. And get your imagination kind of going. And your imagination to me is always can create something scarier than than okay what you might actually have spelled right out or if you're watching a movie like what you might see on screen. Like sometimes I do like where it's okay there's a little bit is left to the imagination. Mhm. Cuz that's a little bit more terrifying. <laughs> and <laughs> things aren't you know there's a little uncertainty sometimes. It's you know which is one thing like uh, I like about the when I was talking about hereditary earlier is that it's okay. There's this uh, kind of religious horror element, but there's this it's psychological horror, and that to me is that's a lot to take in, and that hits a nerve in a whole other way. Even the witch too, and I think sometimes you do have like psychological. They go hand in hand with these other things. But yeah, for me, that's what gets me and what 
I like to recommend to people at Halloween. You know, but there are definitely people who love just, oh, Splatterfest or whatever, which, you know, I like some of those too along the way. But <laughs> yeah, and there's something for everyone. Exactly. But exactly. what we're doing for our regular October, I think mm-hmm. we might need to bring this home. Yes, exactly. I was going to say. You're been, so we much little, better at keeping little, us on track. Well, we were a little bit long last month and we were already a little bit long on this month. Halloween is something I could talk about night and day for weeks. So let's not do that. And yeah, bring us home, Darren. <laughs> so for the... Uh, what do we... We don't... This, these are also official episodes. For our numerical episode of October. Right. <laughs> uh, VD Clinic... We'll have special guests, Andrew and Maddie of Friday the 13th. Yay. Hell yeah. And we will be doing the 1963 movie, The Haunting. Yay. And the 1950-something. 59. 59. Novella? Would Would it be called a novella? Um, you could call it a novella. Uh, the haunting of Hill House by previously mentioned and always loved Shirley Jackson. Yay! <laughs> Spoiler: Vanessa's going to be very happy. <laughs> yes, and I have never read the story before. I'm reading it now. Okay, okay. But I have seen the movie before. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Uh. I've really you put me to shame with your intake of books and reading. <laughs> I don't know about that, but there's stuff that you've read that I haven't. Yeah, we're 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 helping spread our bookshelves. We're helping each other spread our bookshelves. Yeah, and I want to give a little shout out to. Um, actually, I stumbled upon a great new little feminist bookstore in my neighbor in, in my neighborhood in Brooklyn and it, it's not huge but it's a nice little place and it's a kind of unexpected spot and that's always a good find cafe con libros Ooh. so and they do have like they do have authors come for readings and things uh so I'm excited about yeah trying to go over there for some of those yeah and it's in, you said it's in Brooklyn. It's in your neighborhood. Um, yeah, it's kind of like right on the edge of my neighborhood, yes. Cool. Cafe Con Libros. Yes. Yes. I found I found a, uh, a, a comic called, uh, I think, Bitch Planet. <laughs> <laughs> that looks exciting. And yes. So I'll let you know how that goes. Maybe that'll be what I recommend the next time around. But... So for now, this is, I guess we're going to start wrapping up this episode, uh, this uh, referral slip. You can always get to us on the Legion Podcast Network. And there's Facebook, there's Twitter, there's Instagram, at VD Clinic Pod. If you Google stuff, remember, put the podcast at the end of VD Clinic You'll thank us later. You'll thank us later. And um, so that, and then also our email address is vdclinicpod at gmail.com. 
real quick, one last thing before we go. Do you have anything to uh, promote for October, uh, Darren? Let's see. For October, you should check out the episode Vanessa and I will have done that we <laughs> mentioned earlier where we are covering the movie on the Psycho Semanticast. We yes. are doing... <laughs> The HBO movie confirmation about the Clarence Thomas Anita Hill hearings. And I'm sure we will get some bile out about the Brett Kavanaugh clusterfuck that is upon us and we are in the midst of and may have had some sort of, I, I don't want to say final solution. (laughs) <laughs> God, that sounds terrible. But they, <laughs> there may have been a relatively finite outcome by the time you hear it, but we will be speaking about a lot of things and history and parallels. So it's always a good time to check out those episodes. We don't make it so on the spot where if you didn't listen to it the day it came out, then it's it's not a good time. Right. And I think we are also doing... Snowpiercer with Lance from The Horror Returns. Okay. Or, or I will be, sorry. And then I'm not sure what else, but those are the two planned shows for October. But, you know, shit changes. The midterms are coming up. Uh, I might get a little manic and I might switch shit around, but every episode I record will be out at some time, but I might throw in some curveballs. And so, yeah, there's that. And check out our EVD Clinic podcast episode that we were just plugging. I think that's it, unless I uh, end up guesting on something somewhere. Okay. Okay. And um, the, I guess the only thing that I'm, other than your, the episode of Psycho Semanicast I'm going to be doing with you um around confirmation is in sometime in October I might be around mid October I will be guesting as part of the horathon on Scream Queens with Patrick Walsh we will be covering the witch the witch <laughs> the witch and yeah and and that's partly a also he's got as uh leading up to halloween he has a fundraiser for new alternatives which is um a an organization here in new york city uh that houses and and helps um lgbtq homeless youth so happy Mm. to be part of that not just talking about a, a really good movie i also trying to do something good there and then um, Devour, which will be at the end of October at some point. I don't know if it's going to make it out before our haunting episode, but that will be all Blair Witch, all Blair Witch the time. Oh, my goodness. So is that Blair Witch, the remake of Blair Witch, Blair Witch, Book of Shadows? All you said some books? The little, all the little youtube web documentaries the fake shit that they i mean 
faux documentaries and stuff that they put like on the discovery channel, all these different things, as well as all the books, all the comics, they're going to be video games. I am not taking place in the video game discussion <laughs> because I don't play video games. Um, <laughs> Sorry. And the comics, I don't think I'm going to be able to get to because there are a lot of books. Uh, like I said, there, part of it is eight books is a just a young adult series, which so far is not too shabby, I will say. Right. Beats that bullshit Five Nights at Freddy's stuff that David brought here on episode one. <laughs> but I'm never going <laughs> to let him. I'm never going to let him live that down. <laughs> Every chance you get. Oh, exactly. We love David. Anyway, spawn of Canadian Satan. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, on that note, um, guess that's about it. And then we will talk to you soon with the haunting of Hill House. Until then, say goodbye, Darren. Goodbye, Darren. Goodbye. Thank you for visiting us for another episode of the VD Clinic. If you'd like to contact us, you can email us at vdclinicpod at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter and Instagram as vdclinicpod. And we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash vdclinicpod. We would love to hear your feedback, questions, suggestions, and more.